Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Three Count Thursday, live here on NGSDSports.com. I am your host, Big Jim. In a minute, we'll have our co-host, Ryan, joining us on the show. And we are proud, as always, to be right here on NGSDSports.com, where we never stop. Check out the website, NGSDSports.com, for all the greatest sports coverage, wrestling coverage, radio shows, podcasts, and much, much more. Uh, you can also follow the show on Spreaker and iHeartRadio. Get all the podcasts there by searching NGSC or by searching NGSC Sports Radio on iTunes. Also, we are proud to be a part of the Wrestling Informant 247.com, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pro wrestling radio over our friends uh, at, at Wrestling Informant Radio. We can't thank them enough and um, we can't thank them enough for being a part or letting us be a part of Wrestling Informant Radio 24-7 and uh, we are once again thankful so check that out uh, WrestlingInformant247.com also some very exciting um, information about the podcast side of this uh we we've been honored the guys at um 
the guys at Wrestling Informant 24-7 uh, helped us get set up. If you are on iTunes, if you are on Android, if you go to your podcast store and uh, search Three Count Thursday, you will now be able to get our podcast feed straight there. So there are so many ways that you can uh, that you can get our show on your device. So you have through NGSC Sports, through Wrestling Informant Radio 247.com, Wrestling Informant 247.com. And then you go to your podcast store now, and you can and you can get it there by just searching Three Count Thursday. It is live on Android devices. Uh, it's going to be a couple days uh, until it uh, comes through on iTunes. We submitted the information today, and uh, we should hopefully have it uh, up and running with iTunes in, in just a couple of days, and uh, we're very excited about that. If you want to call into the show, uh looks like Ryan's having a few problems. Uh, the site is acting just a little bit off-kilter here tonight, Ryan. I think you're live now. Ryan, are you here with us? Jim, I'm here with you now. Sorry about that. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was doing something wrong as well, but, uh, you know, I'm here now. I'm excited to talk about some wrestling. We are uh, we're on the road to WrestleMania. So uh, yeah. I'm interested to have your take on, on what you thought was, 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 I thought it was a decent role. I don't think anything was great about it. Um, I've heard, you know, rumblings either way. I've heard we're, you know, officially on the fast track to WrestleMania, the fast lane, I guess you would say. Um, and I've also heard many people say we are now limping toward WrestleMania. So excited to have what your take is, Big Jim, on, on this. Um, and I know we have to, to get some things out of the way probably before we get on to Raw. So uh, I'll turn it right back over to you. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it's anything you did right. I think um, uh, between my new new setup here, um, I think the the site was giving me a little bit of tr- trouble logging in tonight. So uh, maybe they're just uh, having a little problems with the site. But uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, if you want to call in, uh, at least try to call in. Feel free seven two four 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 seven four four four. The call ID is one three five one three eight. You'll have to enter that call ID. Uh, or maybe the best way tonight is to tweet at us during the show uh, at three count Thursday. That's at the number three count Thursday, and uh, and and we can answer any uh, thoughts and questions there uh, because uh, maybe the site is having some problems. So, um, Ryan, yeah, a couple of things uh, before we we get into Raw. I mean, it was something that was announced on Raw, and I thought it was pretty cool. And another one that was kind of in our backyard, and it actually. Uh, it's really, I think, the most popular uh, post we've ever had on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday. And, and it's something that happened uh, this past weekend at a house show uh, on Sunday afternoon in Allentown at the PPL Center. Um, of course, we know John Cena is, is you know, the, the Make-A-Wish King. And, you know, he, he's done record numbers, uh, broke uh, Hulk Hogan's all-time record for Make-A-Wish, um, for the Make-A-Wish kids and and um 16-year-old Kevin Gentry was was in the front row of the audience and, and this is a uh, uh, this is an article I found on the mighty.com um Kevin uh who has down syndrome was in front row uh in, um of the uh of the event and when John Cena saw him he came up to him he gave him a hug and then gave him the armband off of his uh the the never give up armband off of his arm 
And you can see in the pictures, we have it posted again on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash three count Thursday, um, to, to see the joy on this young man's face, um, not only getting to, to you know, hug his, his idol, uh, but to get that, uh, to get that armband, um, you know, really just, you know, you know I'm, I'm looking at it right now and it's honestly almost choking me up again uh, when I see it. You know, we can talk about John Cena the, you know his character the, you know the the gimmick getting old and and this and that but when you see stuff like this and you see all the make a wish stuff he does and and the guy you know i think it was earlier this year there was a a story that he that you know the WWE was on one coast uh he flew cross country the next morning after like a raw or a smackdown i think it was after a raw taping on the west coast he flew back east did a make a wish in the morning and then flew back west uh, for the SmackDown taping on a Tuesday night. Um, the guy's t- the, the, the guy never rests. He's all he's always on the move. And and when you see stuff like this, you just have to respect it so much. Jim, you absolutely do, man. Um, and you're right. And you got into I don't want to say a bit of word words with some people. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll touch on this you know later on in the show too with with what the WWE did uh, and announced on Raw. Um, for the Warrior Award, um, but it, it's a shame that people have to look past, like look into this even more than it is. Um, I know one of the fellows, that, and like I said, if you're going to comment on our Facebook page again, Facebook.com/slash/threecountthursday, you know this is definitely what we do during the week to supplement in between your shows um, every week. Uh, a guy commented, "Funny things people do when they're on camera." You know what? What, what I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Yeah, and, you know, this, and I, I and even questioned him, and, right, well, and he, he didn't respond. Right, I, I don't know if he meant, you know, is seen as doing it just, uh, you know, just because there was a camera there, or, or, if, you know, I, I, I truly don't know. I, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't try to react, um, you know, to comments and things, uh, you know, in in any sort of negative way. I, I like interacting with people, um, but but that one, you know, I, I just I don't know what he meant by it. Right, it doesn't it doesn't make much sense, and you're right, Jim. I think this is one of our, our probably our most popular uh, posts that we had posted, seen by well almost three thousand people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, numerous likes, numerous shares. A very, very, uh, very good post. Obviously, it caught people's eyes, um, and I think a lot. I think the consensus really, and a lot of adults are on the site, but there are also kids there. Um, you know, this one, uh, this one gentleman, I believe he's from uh, across the ocean. Um, it said the WWE sucks. You know, yes, John Cena is a good bloke in real life, um, but his wrestling character has always gotten on his nerves, um, and honestly, it forced him to stop watching wrestling. Um, you know, he's fairly certain that nobody hates John Cena the person. However, John Cena the wrestler to him is cringeworthy. Um, and I, I like the one about a uh, heel turn. Somebody had said, uh, you know, this is the reason why Cena should never turn heel. Um, and I believe you responded to one of the things about about him turning heel, James. Um, you know where? Yeah, I, Matt, I think I think it was it was Matt that con- that that um, our stack guy Matt who um, responded in that he said, you know, Cena being practically a heel um, to to those that want him to turn uh, because you know adults or marks or whoever you know hate his character, he still does it. You know, he, right. he he has the adoration of the of the young fans, um, and he's kind of a heel to us. So so in a way, um, 
you know, Matt kind of likened it to him being almost the perfect character or, you know, to us, I mean, he is a heel because you and I have talked on this show about if he turns heel, if he actually turns heel, you know, joins the authority or, uh, you know, you know, he's in the ring with Ryback and Dolph Ziggler and then he turns on them and he actually becomes a heel. The kids are going to boo him, but the adults are probably going to cheer him. So is he really a heel or is he just, you know, is he right. just doing, and, and as we'll talk about, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get back to this on Raw, the whole heel John Cena thing, but I think what he did on Raw this past Monday was heel a Jace or, or some, you know, and then we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, you know, definitely got some, some good reaction on the, on the Facebook page. Um, and, and, you know, keep it coming. You know, we, we, we love it. We love the interaction from people. Um, you know, we do ask that it stays clean though. I know I had to, to do a little house cleaning uh, um, at the end of last week. Um, some, some pretty profane language was being thrown around. Look, you know, we're, we're adults. You and I, Ryan, we're adults. Matt, um, a lot of the people that do comment and do visit the page are adults. However, not everybody that does is. So please, right, you know, just comment on stuff on the page. You know, just, just keep it clean. You know, you don't have to agree. You don't have to be... Uh, you know, you don't have to, you know, be cookie cutter or PG era. We know we're not the PG era Facebook page, but we, we do ask that you're not, you know, dropping F-bombs and, and, and things like that. And, and keep it within reason. You know, that, that's all we ask. And, and um, but we do love the interaction and, and, and keep it going. Uh, Ryan, the only other, um, and this kind of ties into Raw because it was announced on Raw, um, you know, many within the WWE universe uh, have fallen in love with, um, Connor Mahalik, Connor the Crusher, the story of, of you know, the, 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 the eight-year-old boy who uh, befriended the, the whole WWE locker room, it seemed, a year ago um, on a Make-A-Wish with um, Daniel Bryan. And uh, unfortunately, we know he passed away last year. Uh, it was announced by the WWE this past, uh, this past week on Raw, that uh, he will be receiving the Warrior Award and will be um, entered into the WWE Hall of Fame under this Warrior Award, which he's given now in, in honor of the uh, Ultimate Warrior, who, of course, passed away a year ago. Um, Connor's, let me see if I can find the, the quote here. Um, Connor's dad says, My family is forever grateful. For the gift of the WWE, its superstars, divas, and executives gave to Connor. They made him smile and encouraged him to continue fighting. His visits backstage and his time in the ring with Daniel Bryan brought Connor true joy and undoubtedly extended his life, giving us more time with him. Now, with this award and Connor's cure, his legacy will live on. Just an awesome story. Go to WWE.com. You can check out the, uh, the video uh, that aired this past Monday on Raw. Learn more about it, uh, ConnorsCure.com. Uh, learn about the foundation set up for him. I know uh, on my most recent uh, WWE shop uh, purchase, I bought. I finally bought the Connors Cure bracelet, um, and and it's uh, and like Matt, Matt just uh, commented that uh, you know the the WWE shop uh, never discounts any of the Connors Cure merchandise, so they get the full. Uh, kick back from the from the WWE, which is pretty awesome. Um, but but just but just truly truly truly, 
so cool. You know, we we can argue every week um, and, and on Twitter and on Facebook about all the things that, that WWE is doing wrong. But uh, when they do something like this, it, you know, it, it, it once again reminds you just how right they get it. And, and you know, it's, a, it's an amazing story. And, and um, I think it's so awesome that they're putting Connor into the, uh, into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jim, we said this a long time ago, I think, right after the whole story came out. You know, this is a guy that, that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and for whatever reason, I'm glad they found a, a way to do without, like, making him part of the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame or something like that, because the celebrity wing, quite frankly, is a joke. Um, so to, to introduce a, a new award, the Warrior Award, and to really exemplify what, what that is, it's it's awesome to to be able to do that. Um, Mick Foley put up a really good thing. Um, you know we're again always online, always reading things um, about Connor's introduction into the Hall of Fame, and and he was surprised at how many negative comments people have. You know, putting one kid in for cancer. Why don't they put all of their cancer or make a wish children in? Um, and, and reading some of these responses, it, it blew my mind um, to do a little bit of research then. First of all, the feelings that I got the first time I watched that video about Connor. You know, when, when he laid out Triple H uh, in the ring and, and pinned him, and just his interactions were so innocent and pure with, with the wrestlers, the, the stop your craziness thing to AJ. It reminds mm-hmm. me. Uh, why why I became a wrestling fan in the first place? Like it's it's real to them, you know. To this to this child, it's real, um, you know. So then I, I dug in. They they raised I guess over two hundred thousand dollars through Connor's Cure, which was set up I believe from the WWE. I believe the WWE set up that as a fund for Connor Connor's Cure. Over two hundred thousand dollars raised to pediatric cancer. And people are complaining, what good, what good is it to, to immortalize this one person? And, and I don't know if it's just them trying to get likes or to get comments or just to, to, to try to troll people on these pages. But, uh, you know, and, then, and to read Mick Foley's responses was, was just perfect uh, to, to these people. You know, like, this is, this is what, as a wrestler, what I've lived for to be able to touch just one person like that. Um, and if you ask anybody that performs, you just you want to get across to one person. You know, so, so to, to be able to do that, it's just it's unbelievable uh, to me that, that anybody wouldn't see the benefit of, of putting Connor and then immortalizing Connor in the Hall of Fame uh, for what he has done. He's, he's more over than half of the WWE roster is right now, for God's sakes. So it's a beautiful oh, absolutely. thing. Beautiful thing the WWE's done. It's it's absolutely the smartest thing. Uh, in, in my mind, I'm finding it all hard to think anything better. The WWE has done recently. Now John Cena, I get, I got John Cena is doing what he does for for, for Make a Wish, but but immortalizing this fan is absolutely the right thing to do, and might be the best thing the WWE has ever done. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate that you know that there are people who will find negative in anything. Um, you know, I I you know at times I get caught up in in 
you know, griping or griping about the, the you know, the, the, the IWC or griping about this or griping about that. But the fact that there are people that can find, uh, find an issue with Connor being inducted into WWE Hall of Fame just blows my mind. To, to be that negative of a person, I, I truly don't understand it. Um, but, uh, again, very cool. Very cool by the uh, by the WWE um, to to induct him and um, and just just an awesome awesome thing. Um, you know, I figured that would be the only uh, uh, Hall of Fame induction that would have no negative response, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, unfortunately, right, I mean, but uh, they put the Bushwhackers in, and everybody's like, "Yep, yep, that works." You know, they put Connor right. in. I mean, and it's just, uh, and I, I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. I'm really not, but but the kid belongs. Period. I just, I I could have probably argue, and I don't even feel like arguing with anybody, but but I was just reading. I pulled up the Mick Foley post, and then just reading some of these comments. Um, and I think I think there's a bit of vagueness. You know, I know he's getting honored with the Warrior Award. Is he actually going to be quote unquote inducted into the Hall of Fame? Is that a spot in the Hall? Or is it just a separate award that is that is received and honored at the Hall of Fame? Um, I've seen people kind of bitching about that a little bit. And again, what does it what does it matter? We're celebrating the life of a child who lost his life to cancer. Everything good that has come out of this now, raising money for pediatric you know cancer research. What does it matter if they put him in the Hall of Fame or if it's just an honorable mention or? People need to just grow up. It's 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 entertainment. Yeah, people think just they they take things way too way too right. seriously and then think about things. You know, the, at the, the, there's a reason that the that the letter E in WWE stands for entertainment. You know, allow yourself to be entertained. Um, you know, do, do people get this mad about you know when they watch Chicago Fire or when they watch Two Broke Girls or The Big Bang Theory. I mean, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's just... I, I, right. It blows my mind. It really blows my mind. It's sad. It really is sad. I mean, and then there are people that, that are totally behind it. You know, I've seen many people, you know, saying, um, you know, reaching out to, to WrestlingFigures.com and stuff like that, um, or Ringside Collectibles, that, hey you guys should probably make a Connor figure and donate the money, you know, to that. And it's not that we would ever want to wrestle with it, but we would want to have it and be able to donate more, you know, that way, you know, a great idea, kind of creepy, uh, but, but a great idea. So, you know, and I, I really thought finally, this is like an inductee that nobody can make an argument about. And, and there's plenty of people trying to make an argument about it. And I think there's plenty of people on the sidelines that are like, I want to say something, but I don't want to be that guy. And if you are that person, right. you might as well just not be that guy and keep your mouth shut because you're wrong. Yeah, it it's um Yeah. I I mean I I I don't I, I can't think of much else to say. Right, they're um, wrong. It, right, exactly. And and you Congratulations, right Connor. Right, congratulations! Exactly. He deserves it. Absolutely you know, deserves it. Yeah. At least you know that the absolutely. three count Thursday crew absolutely backs that decision. Yeah, one one hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. We are always right. 
<laughs> and 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 uh, we we are always happy to be right. So, uh, Ryan, let's get into Raw. I'm not going to go. Um, I'm going to do it a little bit differently tonight. I'm not going to go segment by segment, um, you know, item by item. But I uh, just kind of want to hit some of the bullet points um, on this. And the first one being the whole Randy Orton, uh, Seth Rollins situation. Of course, Orton, um, the or, you know, they came out. Um, and, and, you know, kind of played on this, you know, Orton attacking people, Orton, you know, putting down each individual member of the authority, uh, made fun of Big Show, made fun of Kane, made fun of, uh, uh, Jamie Noble and, and even made fun of Seth Rollins said he was kidding. And, and, and they announced, uh, during the pre-show that the main event was going to be Orton and Rollins, uh, taking on Roman Reigns. So, you know, he, he, immediately you're thinking, so when is when's Orton going to turn, you know? Um, and after this first segment, I thought, well, maybe Orton is going to be healed. Because I know you and I have talked about that uh, Orton, is, is he's a better heel than he is a face. And we thought maybe um, maybe they were, they were going to just keep him a heel and, and keep him be part of the authority. Maybe he's more comfortable in that role. Um, but then at the end of the show, at the end of Raw, something that, Really caught me off guard. Completely caught me off guard. The uh, uh, Rollins went to tag in Orton, and Orton and I loved the way USA and the and the WWE camera crew reacted to it. Goes double bird, double middle finger on on Seth Rollins, which right when you saw that, you quick see the camera pull down so you didn't see it. You know, on camera, even though the pictures are there, we all saw it. Um, and then uh, after the match, just proceeded to beat the holy hell out of Seth Rollins. And and I think this even extended. Normally, you know what you get the it's like a ten you get the ten minute extra. This thing went on almost to eleven twenty, and and beating him out into the crowd, RKOing him through the table. Uh, some brutal chair shots. I mean, th- this was very reminiscent to a uh, Attitude Era Monday Night Raw segment, uh, or at least as close as we've gotten to one in a long, long time. Um, Ryan, I, I I thought it was was awesome. I mean, when when I saw the double birds, I like jumped. You know, I was kind of half dozing out because I'm I'm you know it's eleven o'clock. It, it, it's it's you're you're getting to the end of the day. Obviously, you're getting tired. You see that? Well, not as young I, I as you once at, were. You know, yeah. You know, <laughs> I jump out of my chair and I'm and I'm like, holy crap! I can't believe that uh, we we just saw a double bird on Monday Night Raw somewhere. Steve Austin spitting a beer across the room. You know, saying that's his move. But uh, just I thought it was I thought it was a great opening segment. You know, and they went full circle, and they they finished super strong. Apparently, there were some people that were leaving. Uh, apparently, there were some people that were leaving Monday Night Raw early because the the Roman Reigns being in the main event. Boy, did that have to suck for them, and they deserved it for leaving early. Uh, they they missed uh, one of the best segments on this show to close out the close out Raw. Yeah, but Jim, I, I think you're right. I think the opening was really strong. Uh, definitely got the crowd into it. I thought of right away. Uh, I don't remember hearing a crowd, you know, chant RKO as frequently and as loudly as they did. Now, obviously, or it's been gone for a little bit. 
Um, but even in the opening segment, I think they used, uh, I think he, you know, said bitch a couple of times even, which is it's like, whoa, we're going to blow some lines already. Um, you know, the crowd definitely reacted strong to it. Um, all in all, I think the Raw was kind of up and down. The ebb and flow of the Raw wasn't that great. Uh, you know, some, some things I didn't quite buy into with the bookings of, of, of the show, and I, maybe we might be dig deeper into that. If not, that's fine. But uh, boy, that ending was was fantastic. And then to be honest with you, Jim, um, if, if you go back and you, you look at it, you look at the time of it, I don't think the match actually started until like 11.04. The yeah, actual late. main event match starts late, which again, if you think about it, go back to the Attitude Era. You know, these are when the shows were running 20, 25 minutes over. That that you weren't you weren't cutting away at eleven oh five or eleven oh seven, you know that these were really long runovers sometimes during the Attitude Era, and I know we we reference that a lot. Um, it's just it seems to be the era that everybody enjoyed the most, but this felt like it. Um, you know, from the double middle fingers to just just the, the whooping that 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 Orton put on Rollins, and and kudos to Rollins for taking that. Like that, that it was it was very very entertaining. I mean, just just smacked him around, really. Um, threw him like a lawn dart over the <laughs> announce table. I mean, just he just I don't know if he just jumped weird or something, but it's what it looked like. Orton just tossed a lawn dart, just Kew! um and then finishing <laughs> him with the RKO, um, you know, through the through the announce table. Just a solid solid ending to Raw. So watching that. You know, it's it's kind of a shame that it was tied into the Roman Reigns angle that, uh, you know, Reigns wins the match and, and gets the momentum from winning the match. Um, and I guess hopefully you remember the excitement from the end of Raw and Roman Reigns was the winner. But I, I look at Orton as Orton stealing that whole segment um, away from Roman Reigns, even though Roman Reigns wins the match uh, when he caught the spear from, from Rollins caught the spear from Reigns, uh, winning the match. Orton, I think, stole the show. Orton stole the whole closing segment. Um, and anybody I talked to about Raw didn't talk about Roman Reigns. They talked about the Randy Orton, Seth Rollins thing. So if you're building Roman Reigns, I think the WWE missed their mark on, on establishing and building Roman Reigns other than getting him a win in this critical time. But again, he hasn't lost the match for, what, 300 days, it feels like. Um, yes, it's, like it's, that. You know, he's, he's going to main event reps, you know what I mean? So you're not going to have him losing many matches to begin with. But, uh, you know, this sets up a match that I was kind of lukewarm on personally. The uh, the Randy Orton-Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania wasn't really sold on it yet. Uh, this right here to close out Raw sold me on that match. And now it's, it's, it's bumped far up the list of, of the already kind of announced matches for WrestleMania that I'm really, really looking forward to. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how Rollins responds this coming week. Um, a lot of good stuff coming out of uh, out of that segment. Um, uh, Ryan, one of the one of the things that that absolutely stole the show for me, and and it should be no surprise, uh, are the next two items. But I'll cover to, you know cover the first one, and then we'll get to the second one. And the first one. Was, was Paul was, Heyman? Paul. Oh, Heyman. I thought I thought you were going to say Cameron. Was Cameron on 
on Raw? No, she wasn't. She no, was... no, no, she wasn't. Okay, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, it's possible I could have, like, sneezed and... No, I mean, there was, there was her, a but... summer race sighting. There was a summer race sighting, I know. Which doesn't happen very often, and, and I'm sure that guy Matt enjoyed that. I'm, he he had he was probably still marking all over his living room about it, but um, the the Paul Heyman promo. <laughs> I mean, you you talk about a guy that who 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 just owns the microphone and owns cutting promos. I, I I even put it out there on our Facebook page. I think it was last week, and I think it's where the uh, I think it's where the the little reminder to keep things proper uh, came from. Is I said. That Paul Heyman to me is is arguably the the best managerial role because of his mic work in 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 the history of the WWE at least in the modern era and, and the only one that that in my opinion gives him any sort of a run is Bobby the Brain Heenan but this promo that that Paul Heyman cut on Monday. Was and, and it was topical because obviously the big thing, the big thing that's been talked about for weeks was Brock Lesnar walking off of Raw, walking out of Raw a couple weeks ago, and, and not being a part of that main event segment or not being a part of, of Paul Heyman's promo that night. And, and the speculation is he's going back to, TN, to or, uh, UFC. Uh, the, the speculation is that he's, you know, he's not going to do the job at WrestleMania. He's not going to do this. That, you know, he, the, 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 there's all these problems. And Paul Heyman went out, and he, and he cut a, a real, almost makes it feel now this whole buildup and this whole match is a shoot, it almost seems like. And what's going to happen, because and I love the line, he said, it, you know, Brock Lesnar is going to do what he wants to do. If he wants to be WWE champion until he retires, you know, or something along those lines, it's what he's going to do. If he wants to go be UFC champion, that's what he's going to do. If he wants to take the WWE championship, and unite it and unify it with the UFC championship, that's what he's going to do. So he made it real. I don't know what, what's going on. There's still, ta- there's still rumors that even to, to today, whatever problem was between Vince and Lesnar from two weeks ago still hasn't been resolved. But you know what? He was there on Raw. Heyman was talking, and it seemed real. And, and I mean, once again, show stealer, Paul Heyman. Jim, did it ever seem real? It was just an unbelievable moment again. Um, I mean, just from from the fact, you know, the, the pop that this guy gets every time. Um, and and I, and I have been so down on Brock Lesnar for not defending the title and not having it on on shows on a more regular basis. Um, you can go back and listen to the shows. I've been very, very critical of it. But a moment like this and the pop that he gets now when he comes out, it, it's a special thing. You know, the, the WWE champion doesn't have to be on every single Raw and, and wrestle, especially wrestle every single Raw. I'd like to see the champion a bit more still. But a moment like this was just unbelievable. Um, I mean, everything that Heyman touched on um, had a little Roland video. Um, the, the little video package uh, was fan-friendly, fan uh, but the Brock Lesnar, it was, it was just propaganda. Um, oh my God! It was just unbelievable. Uh, and, and you're right when, when he said about if Brock Lesnar went to spend the summer unifying the WWE and the UFC titles, then that's what he will do. It, it's just without question. And he said it with such conviction. 
You know, and you, you believe him. You sit there and you listen to Paul Hammond and you go, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, to take such current events of the UFC, obviously, people know about it. There's the Internet. Um, I think he brought up Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. You know, their big fight coming up that they don't equal Brock Lesnar's weight combined. Um, and right. then, and then, I think really to end it, you know, he was like, look, the, w, the title no longer belongs to WWE. It belongs to Brock Lesnar. You're right. Yeah, it, it belongs to Lesnar. Uh, you can't argue with the guy. He's just Who's going to take it from good. him? You're right. Yeah, you're right. It's Brock Lesnar's. Paul Heyman, you're, you're right. Mean, the guy, the I mean, guy just yeah. gets it. And, and then you brought yeah. up the guy on, on, on the Facebook page, facebook.com again, slash three count Thursday. Um, you put it up there, and then his first response was Bobby the Brain Heenan. He was fantastic. We're looking, we're watching a totally different era of wrestling, though. Right. You know, and, and to be honest with you, I prefer a more realistic shoot-style segment like Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman provided us on Raw over anything. Uh, you could take this past Raw's promo that, that uh, Paul Heyman cut, put it up against anything that Bobby the Brain Heenan did, and it's going to be real damn close. Real, real close. I'm not saying oh, yeah. it's the best thing I've ever seen, but but it gave me goosebumps when he said, and just, just made a, a mockery out of these WWE marks, two weeks, a week and a half of, of, of rumor of, of him going back to the UFC and just be like, look, if he wants to find the best, that's what he's going to do. How powerful, right. unreal how good yeah. that was. And, you know, another thing and, and another element of this promo, and it's happened two weeks in a row now, is the mic cutting out. And yeah. truthfully, you know, and, and I'm sitting here, and, I mean, I, I truly, in, in the back of my mind, I'm going, well, obviously that was planned. But, you know, you know the, more, the more I think about it and I watch it over and over, it's, he, he's so good and he's so organic with it that you truly don't know if, if it's being cut on purpose or, you know, if it, if it's part of the shtick, or if they're literally just cutting his mic for a minute to shut him up. It, he, he is just so good at, at what he does. And Matt brought up Jimmy Hart. I love Jimmy Hart. I love Bobby the Brain Heenan. But, but what they did was so different. And, and, in, and in today's world, in a world where, you know, the, 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 you know, the sheet is up, you know, the, you know we know... That it that w, that wrestling is a work. We know, you know, we're we're old enough to understand what what is happening in front of us. It's still but, to me, damn it! <laughs> I I still love that video, but you know we can sit and 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 we we can talk about it. And and you see a guy like Paul Heyman, and he he goes beyond. He 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 makes it to where you don't know if it is real or if you know if it's a shoot or if it's a work. And to me, that that is is what is so captivating to me about Paul Heyman and about what he's doing, especially right now with Brock Lesnar. He was so good with CM Punk. Yep. Now, with what he what he's doing with, with Brock Lesnar is even is even more brilliant. And you know, as a Brock Lesnar guy, I, I don't know if he's going back to, to UFC or not. On, on my Tuesday night sports show, 
right here uh, on NGSC. I talked to uh, one of our, my co-hosts, Anthony, who's a big UFC fan, big MMA fan. I said, well, what do you think he's going to do? He said, I think he's going to go back to the UFC. But, you know, we're two and a half weeks from WrestleMania, and we don't know what's going to happen. You know, and I think, Ryan, I think it was you that put on the on the Facebook page the, the picture of Bret Hart and said, you know, champion leaving, uh, you know, what was it, something, something about, you know, I, I smell a screw job coming. And even Paul Heyman addressed that. He go, you know, he said that if uh, if anybody is part of a of another Montreal screw job, you know they they won't leave uh, they won't leave uh, WrestleMania alive or something like that. So I mean he, he's gotten ahead of the screw job, and 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 so, you know really if they try to do that with Lesnar, you know Bret Hart destroyed tables and monitors and he spit in Vince McMahon's face and then in the back he knocked out Vince McMahon with a punch. If they if they do this to if they do that to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um yeah Matt like Matt just tweeted in Brett gave if Brett gave Vince a black eye and a twisted ankle, imagine what Brock would do. I mean seriously if Brock Lesnar if they try and pull this on Brock Lesnar yeah. it it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be captivating TV, but it's it's not going to be good. It it wouldn't be TV PG. No, it would not. No, no, that that better be network shit because you can't show that on USA. No, <laughs> that would not be PG at all. No, um, man, you're right. Just he blurs the line so well. He really does. Uh, and you're right in the day and age where. Everybody's on the internet, and everybody knows what's going on backstage, and quote unquote this, and quote unquote that. But to have the lines blurred for us uh, from a promo again, it, I don't. I'm not saying I'm totally looking forward to the Roman Reigns match. Uh, I, I'll argue way past WrestleMania that that spot should have been given to somebody else at the Royal Rumble. But it is what it is. We're going to deal with it, and, and, and I'm going to try to enjoy the match as much as possible. Um, you know, Reigns has shown improvement in the ring lately. Brock Lesnar doesn't need to. He's Brock Lesnar. Um, but but as expected, the promos building into this match are exactly what they need to be. Brock Lesnar saying nothing. Paul Heyman doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, and then keeping really the microphone away from Roman Reigns as well uh, to rebut or anything like that. You know, just have him kind of just keeping his head down, going into the match, coming out victorious. Uh, it's, it's a good way to build this feud to WrestleMania. And, and honestly, hearing a promo like this, I always kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion that Roman Reigns will be walking away from WrestleMania 31 as your WWE champion. Uh, if not, we would see a Seth Rollins cash-in. Um, either way, no way Brock Lesnar was going to leave with the belt. After a promo like this, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's what's exciting as, as an adult WWE fan who's on websites um, and does podcasts that, that I'm going into the, our, the main event of WrestleMania really not knowing what the outcome's going to be. Now, a week before WrestleMania, if Brock Lesnar it comes out that he signs with the UFC, we'll know what's going to happen. 
You know, everybody you wanted Daniel Bryan to win last year and ultimately got the Daniel Bryan win, and that was exciting to kind of get what you wanted. Um, this year I'm going to get what I want in the fact that I don't know, A, I don't really know what I want, uh, and B, I don't really know what's going to happen for sure either. Yeah, it it yeah, I and I don't know. And and you know, if he is going to go back to the UFC, I hope it's not announced until you know after he's done with WWE. And, and I, I would hope that UFC would respect that enough, being that uh, you know his contract expires the Monday after, uh, or I think actually the Tuesday after. I think the last date on his contract is the Monday after uh, WrestleMania. So a, a lot going on there. Um, I don't believe he's scheduled for this this coming Monday. Um, I think his next scheduled appearance, uh, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is for the, the go-home Raw. Uh, so, uh, you know, we will see there. The, Ryan, the other big thing that, um, to me, stole the show, and, you, you know, people can, people can say what they want about Bray Wyatt, um, but if they're not praising the guy, again, they're wrong. We're right, because you're talking about a guy that has been building – one of the biggest matches on the card for WrestleMania by himself. Okay. I mean, he, he has, he's done all the work for this. Obviously the undertaker, we have not seen the undertaker and I'm actually starting to get on board with that. And I'll, and I'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, of course this, this past week, he said he was going to release the spirit of the undertaker inside the urn. So he came out, gives the undertaker one more chance to uh, show himself and he does not, and so he opens up the urn. He kind of got this scared look on his face, just started laughing. And that, that Bray Wyatt, just creepy, sinister laugh is so so good. It, it's ex- you know, it, 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 it transcends the gimmick. And then, he, you know, he put the urn down and started smoking. Lights go out. You know, you see lightning, this and that. And then his, the, the Bray Wyatt chair is in the middle of the ring. The Undertaker, uh, you know, comes up on the screen and says, the man comes around. He says, you'll rest in peace. Um, and then the, the chair struck by lightning catches on fire. And, Ryan, one of the things that stood out to me from, from, from that moment, um, you know, from, from, from anything relating to The Undertaker, but especially that moment when, when the chair caught on fire, how did Bray Wyatt react? He laughed. He did not react in fear. He did not back away. He did not, you know, so many times over the career and, and the, under, the, the builds to Undertaker's big matches and things like that is when he sees the, or when the opponent sees the Undertaker respond somehow, they cower, they back away, they stand in fear, they stand in awe. And Bray Wyatt laughs. I think that is something that is so subtle and and some people in the WWE universe may not even you know really catch that it's it's something that in my opinion is so big and so huge for what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. And and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I I go back to at the Royal Rumble, the night of the Royal Rumble. You and I are watching it together, and 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 the run that he had in that Royal Rumble match. And I talked about it in my piece, the the, the written piece. It's up on NGSCSports.com. I said, you know, look look at what Bray Wyatt is doing. Look at the run he had in the Rumble. He cut that promo. This is going to be a big year for him. And and he is carrying the Undertaker feud 
he's carrying the Undertaker feud by himself. And and I am I am so intrigued. I might be intrigued by by him and, and this match as the for me the top thing on the card. Jim, this is this is probably the match that I'm looking forward to, you know, very much as well. Um, by the time WrestleMania hits, Undertaker is going to be 50 years old. I. Uh, I am looking forward to this match so much more than the Brock Lesnar match last year than CM Punk two years ago. Uh, You know, I don't know how many more WrestleManias he's going to have, but this is the feud that he absolutely deserves. Uh, If if this is like his last match, this is the feud that that should end it, I I feel. And Wyatt's doing a hell of a job carrying him. You're right, I, I can't say anything more than that, than what you've already said about Bray Wyatt. It's just, the lightning was awesome. There was just, there was nothing bad about this segment either. Uh, Which again, if you look at it, we're not talking about these wrestling segments on this Raw, um, which is kind of where I spoke earlier, how I think the booking missed a little bit. Um, You know, the matches, I don't think were that stellar. But you take the promo, and this promo, and the run over after the match in the main event, Jim, this was what people were talking about for Raw. This is what gets me excited on the road to WrestleMania. Jim, I'd like to dig a little bit further here, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking for for your your outcome of the match, but do you think Bray Wyatt has to win this match at WrestleMania? Yes. Absolutely has Absolutely. to win it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Under and, and, 21 and 2. Yeah, and and I think it's more about Bray Wyatt than it is about The Undertaker because this is the way I look at it, and I've talked about it on the Twitter page, is for The Undertaker, you know, he had he he was twenty one and zero, multi time WWF WWE champion, world heavyweight champion. He's the phenom. You know, it's Paul Bear, it's the urn, it's the aura, it's it's you know, casket matches and buried alive matches. And it's the hell in a cell versus Mick Foley. And there's the legacy for the undertaker is set. If the undertaker loses this match, it doesn't change that he's a hall of famer. It doesn't change all of those things that he is. But to me for Bray Wyatt, he had the big build with the Cena with Cena last year, you know, in, in his first WrestleMania, he's going He's going after Cena. He's bringing out a side of Cena that we haven't seen, you know, in a long time, if ever. You know, the, 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 this angry, confused, frustrated side of John Cena, and then he loses at WrestleMania. He loses on the biggest stage. And then oh, that was, that was Wyatt, bad booking last year, though, too. Well, it so was. We can agree to that. Yeah, you know, so he loses to Cena last year, and then this year the Wyatt family disbands, and he kind of. You know, towards the end of 2014, he just had this this period of, of what it, what's the future for Bray Wyatt? And then, you know, he never, yeah, and, and he never, and like Matt points out, he never beat Cena clean. So all, all the big stuff that he did was, was never as big, and he never came out on top. And, and he always had the Wyatt family's help. And then the Wyatt family disbands, and, and you just, what's going to happen with Bray Wyatt? And then you come to 2015. The calendar turns. 
he has the, the, the moment during the Royal Rumble, and then he starts these promos. Who's he talking about? Is he talking about The Undertaker? Is he talking about somebody else? Then, of course, the moment at Fastlane with the casket and, and the, the brilliant promo there, and he, he's calling out The Undertaker, and he's carrying this on his own. You know, you want to talk about bad booking, have all of that, have him carry this on his back only to lose. I don't care what, you know, Jim Ross said, just being in there with The Undertaker is, is, is good enough. And people keep saying The Undertaker can't do a job two years in a row. Well, you know what? To me, he has to. This match, if, if, if Bray Wyatt wins this match, you know, he's, and I know it's not ending the streak, but it's still The Undertaker. It's still the multi-time WWE champion. It's still the multi-time world heavyweight champion. It, it, it's a future Hall of Famer. It's, it's all of that. It's the history. It's the legacy. It's, it's Hogan losing to Warrior. It's Andre losing to Hogan. It's, it's you know, Stone Cold beating Shawn Michaels. You know, it's, it's you know, the, the, when, when The Rock beat Hogan, you know, at, you know, what was it WrestleMania? I, I can't can't remember what WrestleMania it was, but when Rock went over Hulk Hogan, everybody was on Hogan's side, but The Rock won. And then when The Rock, you know, lost to Cena, th- those weren't quite the same type of passing the torch moments as some of the earlier ones. But but it's that moment, and and to me, it it has to be Bray. It has to be Bray Wyatt. Jim, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I'm glad you said that. Um... You know, but twenty-two and one, it is no different than twenty-one and two. The streak's over. Bingo. The streak's right. done. You can't undo the streak. And, and to say that he jobbed, you know, or will be jobbing two years in a row, I'm not sure what a fifty-year-old, no offense, should be doing in the WWE unless you're going to be passing the torch. And maybe jobbing is a tough word. Maybe that's not the right word to say. But but you have to do it. There's no way around it. I, I don't think just a rub from wrestling The Undertaker at WrestleMania will do you any good unless the masterminds behind this have some way to take Bray Wyatt deeper and darker coming from a loss from The Undertaker at WrestleMania just pushes him a little bit deeper and a little bit darker. Either way, coming out of this WrestleMania, I think you've got to include Bray Wyatt in in some of your title pictures. Again, I don't think he's ever going to need to hold a title to legitimize his status in the WWE. I think you would have a heel strong enough and over enough that you would eventually have to include him in some storyline that includes a title run. I, I'm not saying he, 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 he needs to carry. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to, but to, to be in that picture. And, and I mean, it's not going to, obviously, it's not going to hurt him to win it. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's plenty of, of great WWE superstars, Hall of Famers that, you know, never held the, the the WWE championship. Um so so it's not necessary. And there's guys that have held the WWE championship that quite frankly should not be in the Hall of Fame. So that doesn't make or break the career, but but you have to put I agree with you, Ryan. You have to put uh Bray Wyatt up there uh with uh with 
the, the main eventers and be in that spot. And do I think he, he can and maybe should win the WWE Championship at some point? Possibly. You know, it, it's not going sure. to hurt. But, it absolutely um, wouldn't. And, and Matt brings yeah. up a really good point here. Um, and and it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a good point. You know, uh, do you really think Taker loses to Bray and John Cena loses to Rusev? Do you, do you really think that'll both happen, A, on the same card, and B, do they both have to be clean victories? I honestly, um, man, I'm glad you pointed this out. I'd still, I, I really would like to see Rusev not drop the belt to John Cena and Rusev come out on top at WrestleMania. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, Cena lose to, to Rusev, right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Rusev has to be Cena very clean. Um, I think you're, you're putting Cena in a real, and especially coming out of this world, the segment that, that Rusev and John Cena had uh, to get the match. You know, I think you made John Cena look extremely strong. Um, so, so, so you can kind of flow back to Rusev. I don't think it necessarily has to be clean. I think Bray Wyatt has to beat the Undertaker clean. Yes, absolutely has to beat him clean. Yeah, I think um, I, I think Taker needs to win, or excuse me, Bray needs to win clean. Um, I think it would be beneficial if Rusev um, uh, wins clean. I'm interested to see this I, I coming think Monday. Beneficial, and, yes. I mean, I, I think. Um, I think, and, and we'll, we'll kind of transition to talk about the Cena, Cena thing too, because I wanted to touch on that. Is um, you know in that in that segment you had you know Cena attack Rusev, you know put him in the uh, what's his, what's the submission movie does? I can't think of the name of it. With the STF. Yes, you know he puts him in the STF. It used to and, be the STFU. Yeah, we can't do that. Um, no. You know, he puts him in the STF. Rusev passes out, and he continues to, to hold. He continues to hold it. You know, the last time that happened was WrestleMania 13, and Bret Hart was then the heel. You know, so, so you know, if, if we're really going by it, you know, who's, who's the guy that's doing things the right way? You know, hustle, loyalty, respect, never give up. You know, he, he's a guy that's, you know... What's he teaching kids? I think I saw the meme. It's a, you know, remember kids, if you don't get your way, just choke the guy out and then you get your way. That That's what John <laughs> Cena says. Um, you know, I mean, so who, you know, if you're really looking at it, who's the heel here? Is it Cena or is it Rusev? Right. You know, if you're looking at traditional wrestling, Cena is almost in the heel role here. Um, but, you know, to Matt's question, um, you know, I, I think that Bray should go over clean on Taker, and I think Rusev should go over clean on Cena. Uh, I, I'm a little bit in his side, though, um, that if it's only going to be one, it's so hard. And it's such a hard decision for me to make because... That is tough. I, both guys should because I think these matches are so critical to them. And obviously uh, we're struggling because, because we see the bigger picture. Right. And, and, like, like, obviously. I mean, what, it, what, what, what good is it for Cena to win the U.S. title? You know, him winning the U.S. title is about as useless as The Undertaker getting, getting to 22-1. and one. In my, You know, it, it, it's, it's, on that, it's on that same level. You know, he's a, John Cena is a 15-time world champion. 
why is he winning the U.S. title? So, you know, to me... And I've I heard hope. people say it's going gonna, it's gonna to legitimize that title. It wouldn't do crap for the title. Like, it really would Legitimizing, but you could legitimize the title by Rusev, especially now, after what happened this past Monday. And, and, and if it appears that, that Rusev is, is parting ways with Lana, because, I mean, she's going to film a movie... So, you know, we're going to lose Lana here for a little bit, whether that's immediate Ooh. or... I know, it sucks. It but, sucks. Um, you know, if, if, you have, if you have Rusev without Lana, without the interference, and, um, and you have Rusev go over Cena, doesn't that legitimize the title as well? Because you have it on a guy who's never been pinned and just beat John Cena. To me, that's legitimate. I, I, I agree with you. You're, 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 it's, it's a tough call to, to where, where it's going to go. It just seems weird to have two of your major marquee stars lose clean to, to your up-and-coming talent that, that, that is you're being groomed for the next generation. Um, just to touch back on Raw, though, again, Big Jim, uh, here we are talking about, we're not talking about the match. We're not talking about the recent Curtis Axel match. We're talking right. about the aftermatch, you know, the, the promo aftermatch. And kudos to Lana, great acting job uh, to, to kind of stand yeah. her ground and, and then finally just kind of chip in and give in a little bit. It, it, I, and, again, we, we talk about Bret Hart a lot, it seems, but it kind of reminds me back to the Owen Hart. Um, with the towel. Uh, yeah, what was the match with the towel when, uh, when, when the, the mother finally the, grabbed the towel and it she was threw it in? The, the WrestleMania 11, the submission match with uh, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund, right, right. And then the chicken wing, I believe. Yeah, the chicken wing. Yeah, um, the cross-faced chicken and, wing. And Helen finally throws the towel in, and then Owen celebrates. Uh, obviously, it was a great heel moment for Owen Hart. Um, you know, and really, and, and, and that's the thing. It was such a heel moment for John Cena to just, just be unrelenting t- until he got what he wanted, uh, which is a really, really, really good segment, I thought, Uh and again, not talking about the matches, talking about these little segments that, that are really what's driving us, you know, toward toward WrestleMania. So all in all, Jim, I give the I give this Raw a B, not for the matches, but for the storyline progression that we actually got. Um, you know, it it was it really was stupid. New Day versus Cesaro after this, and New Day won. You know, so so the storyline in the matches didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but boy, the the storylines that we got from the promos are really, really what what, what drove us toward WrestleMania hard. Um, and 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 even the fans seem to react relatively well to this segment as well. Like you said about the beginning and the closing segment, the fans were just eating this up. Yeah, there was points where the fans got pretty quiet. Uh, there was yeah. the CM Punk chant, um, you know, which uh, you know we all know how I feel about that. Um, but but overall, I, I am with you. I think it was solid B. Uh, I thought that the Sting video, you hear him talk. It was actually his voice, contrary to, to early belief. They just used some uh, voice modulation. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I thought it was a little bit more mysterious. But, you know, plays into that. Uh, you know, you don't really know the, the, the real Sting or this and that. Um, so, so I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed all the stuff they're building. And quite frankly, you know, on the road to WrestleMania, especially now getting to these last couple weeks, I mean, I like seeing matches on Raw, obviously, but um, th- this was the first Raw 
in 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 the ones leading up between Fastlane and even between Royal Rumble and now that I felt like we were building to WrestleMania because for the first time it, it felt like they were story building and that is what the road to WrestleMania to me is about. You know, it build me a story. Give me the match because, it, you know, like every other pay-per-view, we've seen the matches a lot of times, uh, multiple times before we get to that pay-per-view. I don't want to see any of the matches that are going to be on the WrestleMania card. I want to see the story. Give me a reason, you know, give me a reason to really buy into the show. And, uh, and, and this one did that big time. The, the Orton stuff with Rollins, uh, obviously Undertaker and, and, and Bray Wyatt staying in Triple H. Um you know, so much, you know, for the Brock Lesnar situation, there was a lot of good storyline building stuff there. And, and I, I really liked what they did. Um, and, and along with the road to rest me, along with the fans buying in and all of that stuff is, is the ratings. And we talk about ratings. We don't talk about them every week. This week did a 3.699 in the, in the first hour, 3.937 in the second hour and 3.940 in the, uh, in the third hour, thank you to Matt. Uh, you can follow our stack guy, Matt, at, at 3CTAffiliate, a 3CT affiliate, um, for, for providing us with these numbers. Um, you know, so these numbers down a little bit. It actually, uh, I think we were going back and forth here. Um, last year, every Raw between the February Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania was, was over four. Uh, so you're looking at numbers down 10%. Raw after Elimination Chamber last year drew a 4.66. So wow. the numbers are down. And, and it's, it's a pretty noticeable number. 10% um, and, and, you know, the 10% is big. But what stands out to me, at least with this one, and, you know, again, th- th- these are based on Nielsen households. So it, it, it's hard to gauge. And, and I'd almost like to see um, the way that ratings are, are – are red change up a little bit. How many people are downloading them to their uh, DVRs? How many people are viewing these on a Hulu Plus app? You know, Hulu Plus sponsors the Raw pre-show, um, but the people that are watching on Hulu Plus, it's it, it's not uh, it's not being counted. Uh, so so I think people are you know there's a lot of people absorbing TV in a much different way than it was a year ago, than it was back in the Attitude Era. I'm not saying that the product is as popular, but, but, but TV viewership has changed. But what, I, what stands out to me, Ryan, is that the numbers went up throughout this entire show, 3.699, 3.937, 3.940. So they went up. That's at least a positive sign as you're getting those builds. People are buying into the Sting stuff. People are buying into the Undertaker stuff. You know, I... I, I I'd really love to, and unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to track it. I'd love to see how many people tuned in. You know, you got a lot of people who tune in after 11 o'clock to see what's going to happen at the end. Right. I'd like to see the numbers of people that kept tuning in because they're seeing, you know, you know, Randy Orton flipped them off because immediately it was it was funny because I was on my computer and uh, TweetDeck, I used TweetDeck, and it automatically just updates itself. So it updates in real time, and literally I'm just seeing picture after picture after picture after picture of the Randy Orton middle finger. So people are using TweetDeck, or people are using, you know, they're on their apps, and they're you know, on, their, on their Twitter, and they're seeing this. They're going to flip over. So if, if the third hour was 3.94, I'd be willing to bet that that, that overrun did, was over four. 
that, that's just my that's my guess. So I think it's good that, that that more people tuned in. So that third hour, which was pretty good, and you had some big stuff, I think can get people to tune in. I, I'm I'm interested to hopefully see you know what what comes about uh, this coming Monday. Well, I mean, you, you look at you look at what happened to end the show. The end of the show was the Bray Wyatt Undertaker promo, which I think people kept around to watch. And there's obviously a reason that was at the end. You know, it was it was pretty heavily reported that the Undertaker is going to respond. I think nobody wants to miss. I was bummed. Um, I had to watch it late because I, I had to pull a close that night at work. So I was bummed that I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to miss Undertaker's return. That really, really pisses me off. Uh, and, and I work with, with friends that are wrestling fans at work, and we were talking about it that night. Um, you know, hey, we're probably missing The Undertaker. That really sucks. Uh, so, so people are tuning in. Hey, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Um, I don't think you can thank Wiz Khalifa for bringing anybody to this show. Um, <laughs> he was awful. Again, that was awful. Oh, my God. I never wanted to see Florida Georgia Line on a wrestling show again, but Wiz Khalifa made me want to see it real damn bad. Uh, but, but yeah, that was that was tough. I don't quite get. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't make those decisions. But uh, you know, I think it's just something to say that that you know, Raw's last year were fours. You know, we're close. We're close. Three nine three, three nine four. That's pretty close. But uh, and, and you make a good point too about people watching it uh, other ways. You know, on Hulu's and things like that. Or ah, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, so we may, maybe we would be at a four if if we weren't where we are. You know, we, we, we're not able to track Hulu's and, and things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, you can't be happy with seeing ratings that are below a four when, you know, last year you were at a four. And I, I get what it is. You know, it's just we'll see what next week is. The go-home Raw should be fantastic. Uh, the go-home Raw to WrestleMania, I can't think of a more exciting go-home Raw. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, this one definitely had enough to get it to a four, in my opinion. Well, the Undertaker response should have got it to a four. Um, the Roman Reigns match again, which was all pretty much in the overtime, the overrun. Um, you know that probably should have gone. You know, four. And again, I was checking Twitter all night um, to make sure. I, as a bad fan, I am um, to see what I'm missing. Just so I can bitch about it, I guess, while I'm at work. Like, oh, I can't believe I'm missing this. But, uh, you know, the same thing you had said about, you know, it was just attitude error, attitude error, middle finger, middle finger, middle finger. It was, it, it took over Twitter, obviously, followed too many wrestling fans. Um, but, uh, strong, strong raw again. I give it a solid B. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you right there. Um, you know, I, I I thought it was a solid show, solid build. Uh, the, actually, there's two Raws left before Mania, I, I believe. Is the Mania is the 29th, correct? Yeah, we have we have the 16th and the 23rd. 16th and 20th. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I, maybe I misheard you. I thought you said this week was the 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 go home Raw, but yeah, oh, no, two no, no, more no, weeks no, two left. Weeks. Yeah, two weeks as you know, six more hours of Raw. So you know that that that's where the moving and the shaking. Um, you know, gets done. So, um, you know, the, the WWE still has some work to do in terms of to, to, to build things. I mean, you got to tie up some of the loose ends on this intercontinental title situation, tie up loose ends on the tag team title situation. Um, you know, and and and, and yeah, the we, title we don't have a tag match, right? 
Well, no, but I mean, I think it was plain, pretty clear off of this past Monday when you had, uh, you know, New Day going over Kid and Cesaro, and then, um, you know, the Usos came out, and and or the El- or Los Matadores was out. So, I mean, I, to me, it just kind of screams that you're going to see um, some sort of tag team turmoil or something like that. Um, I, I, th- I think you. Uh, I, I think we're going to see something like that, which I'm fine with. It gets some of these guys on the card. Um, and, and WrestleManias can be, I don't want to say gimmicky at times, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I think, I think it's pretty cool, um, you know, if they can get the guys on the card if they're booked properly. Um, and, and so we will see, uh, you know, we'll see coming into this week's Raw, uh, maybe see some of those loose ends tied up a little bit more. Um, I, and I am actually, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more on board with the not seeing the undertaker until, uh, WrestleMania stuff. I know I was, I was really against it, but, um, you know, if you go back to like when he, we was building to his return at WrestleMania 20, um, and there's been a couple other times over his career that you just see some videos or some vignettes. Um, you know, when he, I, I mean, I know it was when he came in as the American badass, uh, which I, I obviously do not expect that to happen, but um, you know you had the, had some of these kind of like creepy promo videos and stuff. So you know they do that kind of thing. I, I think I'm becoming a little bit more warmed up to uh, to the build. I think it, it, it's okay what they're doing. So um, you know I, I'm getting on board with a lot of this stuff. I'm a lot more excited about WrestleMania I think than I would have been a week ago if if we wouldn't have had the technical problems and and been able to do the show last week, uh, definitely the, the, from two weeks ago when we did the, did the last show. So I, I'm, I'm definitely more tuned up for, uh, for WrestleMania and, and, um, getting ready for, it. and even the, uh, Andre, the giant battle Royal. I mean, there, you know, you don't have a, a lot of names in there yet, but, um, even that I'm glad, I'm glad that they're doing it again, that it wasn't just a one-time gimmick thing. I'm glad that they, you know, they're recognizing Andre, the giant, that they're at least continuing to a second year, um, you know, so so it appears there's there's uh, seven matches on the card as it stands right now. As I'm looking, of course, you have Lesnar versus Reigns, Sting, Triple H, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, uh, Barrett, R Truth, Ambrose, Harper, Ziggler, and Stardust, and I think Daniel Bryan is being added to that. So that would make that would make seven. You you would obviously expect an eighth person to be thrown in there. Uh, making an eight-man ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. You got Rusev versus Cena. Um, oh, I guess it's a te- it's a D- they're not there's not going to be a Divas title match because it's AJ and Paige versus the Bella Twins is is the is the Divas match. So kind of surprising um, with the whole give Divas a chance thing that they're not going to have a Divas championship match on the biggest uh, biggest show of the year. Um, and maybe that'll change in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Uh, you know, you never say never. The WWE, and then of course Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. So the card's starting to shape out pretty good. Um, obviously, uh, you're you're gonna gonna add a um, tag team title match in there somewhere. Um, so you're gonna see eight matches, and whether one of them's on the uh, pre-show or not. So an eight-match card for a WrestleMania, you know, that can shape out pretty good. Yeah, Jim, we're, we're filling four hours. We're not filling three, obviously, at a WrestleMania. Um, you know, so so it, it, it better be eight matches. Uh, and I know some of these matches are going to have to take some time. Um, you know, the Battle Royal, I thought, went a little bit quicker than than it did that I was expecting it to last year. 
Um, just looking at the card, a bit upset we're not seeing Stardust Goldust um, on the card of the singles match. I, I really think the feud deserved to have its own little match on, on WrestleMania. It didn't have to be huge. Uh, I thought it would have been an okay one to start the show with. Uh, you know, so kind of kind of bummed that, that they were going to include Stardust in the in the Intercontinental Championship match. Maybe they'll squeeze Goldust in there too. I, I think I'm, I'm almost positive Daniel Bryan's hopping in um, from uh, from SmackDown. Uh, not that I read any sort of spoilers, but I, I'm pretty sure that'll happen. Um, wink. Uh, so maybe they will add Goldust in, in a week or two so we can see them at least wrestle and hopefully and maybe put the feud to bed here, uh, causing one or another to, uh, I don't know, I just I just really wish I, I could see Stardust Goldust at WrestleMania. Uh, I thought the match deserved a spot on the card. Um, and they give Divas a chance thing that, that blows my mind that uh, we have AJ Lee and Page versus the Bella Twins as a match, and we're not going to have the Divas Championship match defended on the card. I mean, that that really, really does surprise me. Uh, and again, ultimately, I'd, I'd love to have seen uh, an NXT match, maybe uh, as part of the pre-show or something like that. But uh, I believe these guys are busting their ass down in NXT, and they deserve some sort of spot on the card, um, even if it is a pre-show spot you know, just to get the product out there a little bit more to people that are watching, you know, the pre-show and watching WrestleMania that may not tune in and understand what NXT is all about. Um, I think you could throw an Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, or something like that in there and uh, and really set the pace, you know, hard and quick and uh, and, and set the bar pretty high for, for what looks to be a pretty decent WrestleMania lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, uh, I think I saw something, I don't know the details of the show, but there's going to be an NXT um, live event uh, in the, in the what, San Jose, Santa Clara area that weekend of WrestleMania. Um, I don't know if it's Saturday night, Friday night, sometime during WrestleMania week. So, um, you know, that that's something that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so at least gets people looking at, at NXT Maybe they'll do a, a dark match to warm up the crowd a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, you know, the, yeah. Matt brings up a great point about this divas. Uh, two just two years WrestleMania twenty nine, uh, where a WrestleMania after a WrestleMania where they cut a woman's match uh, last minute because they ran out of time. The CM Punk uh, Undertaker match at WrestleMania twenty nine went too long, so they actually cut the divas match. So yeah. Um, the, the WWE needs to do work in that Divas division. Um, you know, not that I'm, I, I, not that I don't think AJ and Paige versus the Bella Twins would be a bad match. I mean, you have three pretty damn good Divas um, in that match, and then Brie Bella. Um, so, uh, you know, it can be a good match, but where's the title? Why is the title not on the line? Um, I, I think that could be bad. You know, if you if you only have this match go you know, four to six minutes, it's going to look bad. It's going to appear very, very bad. So the WWE needs to be smart and they need to book this match um, in in a really strong manner. Um, And I think they need to put it somewhere else on the card besides right before the main event. Uh, Because, you know, that's kind of the, 
you know, go get a T-shirt, go get a drink, go to the bathroom, get ready for the main event. So um, I think they need to do a, do, do a better job uh, at booking this. Ryan, we talked about, you know, does The Undertaker need to win? Does Bray Wyatt need to win? Does, you know, Rusev need to go over clean? You know, looking at the guys that are currently in the, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Miz, Axel, Ryback, Fandango, Adam Rose, Zack Ryder, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, Big Show and Kane, uh, Eric Rowan, Miz Dow, and Sinkara. You know, out of these guys, I'm sure there'll be some more names added. You know, who needs to win this match? And to me, the, the two names that stand forward the most are Curtis Axel and Damian Mizdow. Obviously, you know, in an ideal world with the Miz Mizdow thing, you would have uh, the Miz and Mizdow be at the end, like we've talked about would be a good moment at Royal Rumble, but never happened, whether it was at the end or, or at some point during it. But the Miz wanting to eliminate Miz, Mizdow and, and Mizdow really at that point turning his back and checking out the Miz. Or, obviously, with the, the Curtis Axel, Axel Mania thing, um, it, to me it has to be either Axel or Mizdow. I'd have no problem with either of them. Uh, two weeks uh, from tonight, we will have our uh, WrestleMania predictions, so that's when I'll give my actual prediction of who I think will win. But uh, early, early favorites to me have to be either Axel or Mizdow. Uh, I'd love for it to be somebody just kind of randomly thrown out there. Um, and again, maybe we can include an NXT or in here or, or two, maybe. Uh, but personally, I would love to see, as long as it's not Big Show or Kane, first of all, uh, if it's not those two, I'm, I'm going to be pretty okay with it. But, uh, you know, those I, two I got... shouldn't be in there. Not, not to cut you off. Those two shouldn't be in there at the very end, like to be the last guys eliminated either. Honestly, they shouldn't be in a match, period. Uh, I, I guess Big Show, I, I, I get that, with the Under the Giant. Uh, but you got to put them somewhere on the card, I guess. Uh, ah, boy. Uh, Zack Ryder. Let's just give Ryder a little bit of love. So so let's have Zack Ryder, my, my, uh, my early, I don't want to call him my favorite, but uh, if I had to choose right now, out of the small list that we have, I would want Zack Ryder to come victorious in the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial because nobody would see it. Nobody would see it coming. Damn straight. Maybe it'll be Bo Dallas. Do you believe that it could be Bo Dallas? I, I, I believe that. I I heard he's wrestling some uh, some house shows, so he is back. I believe yeah, he's it back. could be. It could be Bo Dallas. Uh, uh, Matt brings up a great point that it could be Sheamus. Uh we keep seeing uh, that Sheamus is going to be returning, going to be returning for the love of God, yes. let him return. So I don't have to see that. So that I don't have to see that video again uh, each and every time I watch WWE programming. Um, it, it'll probably be Sheamus, unless Sheamus costs uh, Daniel Bryan the Intercontinental Championship or something, because why not? Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, when, when Matt said that, I could very much see that it, it will probably be Sheamus. Um, so again, Matt, thank you for that. Um, moving on here, uh, we have a, just a little bit over a half an hour left. Um, Ryan, did you see NXT this week? I sure did. Okay. So we're going to talk a little NXT. Let's um, talk about you know, it. I've been, I, I've been critical the, the, the past two weeks, not, not last night's show, but the prior two that, that it just didn't connect with me. I don't know if, if my, my, my mind was somewhere else, my brain was wandering, thinking about, but 
the, the, the last two weeks, uh, just to me, they weren't bad shows. But I, I, it was the first time watching NXT that you could tell that it was, you know, that it was an indie show, if you will. You know, that, that it wasn't this clean, polished, not that Raw or SmackDown is ever perfect, but it wasn't, it, you, could, you could tell it wasn't a main roster show. You could tell it wasn't where the big boys play or, or, or however you want to call it. It, they just did. They just didn't click with me, and and I, it's not that I was getting bored with it or anything like that, but I just, I just, I just wasn't feeling the last two weeks. Um, this week, they hooked me right away, and and they held me, they held my attention through the whole show. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how you. I'm pretty sure you disagree with me that I, I just do not like Enzo and Cass. Love them. I can't, absolutely I love cannot, them. I cannot. I cannot stand them. What they age? drive That's, me nuts. It's because you're soft. They in, I, I am soft, I guess. You know, Matt, Matt said that to me last night uh, when I was tweeting about it. Is I, I cannot stand them. <laughs> no, I absolutely but, love them. But they, they hooked me in. How are you, you know, doing? They, they, they absolutely hooked me in. Whether, whether I like them or not, they get a reaction out of me. And, and that's what it's all about. That's what they're, they're, their gimmick is all about. Whether you love them or hate them, whether you chant with them or you boo them or whatever it is, you know they're over big time, and people like them, people dig it. Um, You're right. You know, they, they're definitely they're definitely over. Yeah, good opening match. You know, got my attention, got me hooked in, and and I thought it was a strong, strong way to start the show. And I, Jim, I agree with you. Uh, you know, like you said, they're over. There's some people chant along. They're having a good time. And and honestly, Jim, you can't teach that. You can't teach that. Um, you're right. And, and honestly, I, I, it was a, it was a good show from start to finish. It really, really was. Um, and, and I agree with you, Jim. The last two two and a half weeks, uh, or maybe three three shows, uh, haven't been haven't been their strongest. I, I felt that the Alice Riley interaction was really really awkward uh, two weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Building, building into his, his in-ring return. So glad to see him coming back, and we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I man, I was, I was really, really a good show. You can keep running down the show if you want. I'm sorry, I was just, I was reminiscing. Now I'm thinking about Alexa Bliss. It's great to see Alexa Bliss uh, coming back as well. Yeah, and 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 you know we'll roll right into it because the show did, and and that's where. You know, and and I, and I don't mean to keep harping on the same, you know, the same points I've been making, but people talk about how NXT is so much better than than the the main roster. But in a in a given month, there is less NXT programming than a given week of main of main roster programming. So it's a lot easier, you know, it, because it's it's very quick, it's very to the point in NXT because they only have an hour. And that's why I, I do think, and, and and hopefully when if and when Triple H takes over, you know the the, the control of the main roster shows uh, that Raw goes back to two hours because you won't have all that filler bull crap. It, it'll get to the point. But uh, yeah, they went rolled right into the Carmella versus Alexa Bliss again, uh, much like Enzo and Cass. I can't stand Carmella. Um, Alexa Bliss, good to see her back uh, back in the ring. A great Divas match again. Um, and I've, I have noticed, I don't know if you've picked up on it, that they're starting, you know, Alexa Bliss, or excuse me, Carmella did it this week. Um, 
Sasha Banks has done it. Some of the the, the women in, in NXT are starting to call uh, themselves divas. I don't know if they're really calling it the, the they're not calling it the divas championship, but that word's starting to get used. But I don't see that as a problem there because of the product. You know, I talk about the main roster. Part of the problem is that it's a divas championship. Diva doesn't have a good connotation to it. But you know, Sasha Banks calls herself a diva. Carmella calls herself a diva. But they have a great uh, they have a great match. They have a great product. So I don't have a problem with the word diva. This was a great match. Alexa Bliss gets the win. Um, you know, good to see her back again. They're, 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 every so often, there's you know, kind of a botch move or whatever, but I, I take it with a grain of salt because this still is developmental, and, right. I, and I and I remember that. But um, solid match, and and just, just again, how how they can how the two women's divisions under the WWE umbrella can be so different, it just blows me away. You bring up a good point when you have somebody like Carmella and you have somebody like Sasha Banks calling themselves a diva. Um, because if you look at the NXT roster and you say which of these female wrestlers are divas, you're going to point to the character that Carmella portrays and the character that Sasha Banks portrays and say, yeah, those, those are your divas. You know, maybe, maybe it's something that, that's just by happenstance. But you look at somebody like a Charlotte or, you know, you look at an Alexa Bliss or a Bailey, you know, maybe you don't call them divas necessarily. You know, they, they seem to be, maybe not so much Alexa Bliss, but a little bit more down home, um, a little bit more I, I, homely, I guess I could say. I don't have to call them homely. It's an awful term. But, but you know what I mean. Like, they're not this, those, those, I'm a gorgeous professional athlete, the way that, that Carmella or, or Sasha Banks' character lets them to portray. Um and by the way, and, and, and I get that you don't like the Carmella character. She doesn't seem to be over very much with the NXT universe either. Um, she comes out with the bad of being uh, hottest chick in the ring. It just doesn't seem to fly uh, as much as Enzo and Cass when they're out there um, and they're doing their bada boom, how you doing, things like that. Um, so to send Carmella out there by herself, I think was NXT kind of dipping their toe in to see how she's going to hold up on her own. Um, and, and honestly, don't think she got the, the reaction they were hoping to get from her. Uh, so good to see Alexa Bliss back. I think she had a broken nose, so glad she's back in action. Um, and she'll definitely be, I think, wrestling next week to be uh, promoted as well. Um, she's from Ohio, and, and the NXT show is actually coming from coming from Ohio the first time on the road. Yeah, which which I think will be cool, which will add a, a whole new spice uh, uh, to that show. Um, and honestly, Jim, what a, what a what a great match to have a, a a women's wrestling match that included wrestling holds. Like there were oh, numerous absolutely. arm bars and then hammer locks in this match, which was fantastic to see. Um, so so it looks like they're giving Divas a chance on NXT. Yeah, and, and and hopefully you know that 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 trend does get picked up uh, into the main roster, which you know which is the ultimate hope, the next hope. Um, uh, backstage segment uh, prior to his match with C.J. Parker, Alex Riley uh, asked about, you know, what were the last couple of years like on commentary and just the the absolute intensity that that was, was flowing out of him was, oh, I thought was incredible. 
Um, you know, I don't know how long he's been working on that promo, uh, you know, and rehearsing it or whatever, but, but just, he absolutely came right through the screen, man. And, and, um, you know, I always kind of liked Alex Riley, uh, you know, back when he was with the main roster, um, you know, he, he, he actually entertained me on the raw pre-show, which nobody does anymore. Um, but, but this intensity was great. I thought the match was really good. Um, and, and Alex Riley gets the win. Kevin Owens comes out, um, you know, and, and cut a promo on him. You can't say anything. Um, you know, you can't say anything more about how good Kevin Owens has been. Um, you know, so, so all of this, this whole, the, you know, the pre-match, uh, you know, interview with Alex Riley, the match, and then the post-match with, uh, with with Kevin Owens coming out and then the tears, you know, Alex Riley in the ring crying, um, you know, so happy that he's back in the ring and, and all of this, so much emotion. I just thought it, it was it was one of the, the the most captivating things I've seen in a little while uh in, in professional wrestling. Um and and you know, just well done, well well executed by NXT. Very, very well executed, Jim. Uh you're right, that that promo that he cut in the back in the locker room uh, in front of the lockers was just fantastic. You couldn't have asked for anything better than uh, than, than what they than what they could do. Uh, what what A could could really bring to that to that segment. Uh, you know, being in a cage and watching everybody else do it, and you being hungry. Just a fantastic promo, really was, and it came out of nowhere. I mean, I forgot how how A in shape Alex Riley was. Um, and be how decent he really was. On, I don't want to say decent, how good he was uh, with the Miz. And if you look back, uh, they had some great interactions, him and and, and the Miz. So uh, really good to see A. Wright back in the ring. Um, and I like the fact that they didn't just go out there and squash C.J. Parker. That that they actually had to fight a little bit for the match, mm-hmm. uh, allowing him to show maybe a little bit of ring rust, a little bit of doubt um, going into the match with. Uh, and we don't even know if he has the match yet with uh, with Kevin Owens. So I guess Regal will announce that when he feels that uh, A-Rai is, is capable of having the match. So another really solid match here uh, on NXT. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, then, then the final match uh, of the night, the main, ev- uh, main event match of the night, Tyler Breeze versus Hideo Itami. Um, you know, h- how good has Hideo Itami been uh, since he's come into NXT, um, just 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 brilliant, fluid uh, work inside the ring. Uh, Tyler Breeze actually gets the win. Uh, kind of surprised me. You know, we've seen we've seen a lot of uh, baby faces going over, and these these guys have just come in. Um, that that uh, you know, Tommy and Balor and Owens, uh, since they've come in, you know, they they've gotten um, the lion's share of the victories. Uh, good to see Tyler Breeze. You know, I, I love the Tyler Breeze gimmick. Um, the addition of the of the uh, fuzzy selfie stick, I think, is is incredible. Um, you know, it's relevant to today's world, uh, which has been really really good. Um, this whole match was was just just so good. A uh, great way to close out the show. Um, Tyler Breeze gets a victory, and. Um, you know, this was a hundred percent. I give this show like an A minus. Truly, um, you know, it, there there wasn't a whole lot wrong with what NXT did this week. 
No, Jim, you're right. And and good call with the selfie stick, because um, really what that is is it, it's his own can of arrogance. You know, it's it's today's can of arrogance. You know, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, you know, model Rick Martel and draw a parallel there, that's exactly what it is, and it works beautifully with 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 the character of, of Tyler Breeze. So great to see Tyler Breeze back too. I mean, he's kind of there on a bit of a hiatus, uh, you know, for a little bit there. So really, really good to see him back uh, on on NXT television as well. But you're right, Jim. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the show a B plus. Um, you know, I don't think we really did a whole lot moving forward. Um, you know, a show without Sami Zayn, without Adrian Neville, things like that. But you were able to highlight some people that, that maybe didn't get highlighted as much as, as you're used to seeing on only an hour of programming. Um, I'd love to see maybe 90 minutes of programming and just see how that feels. Give us an extra half an hour. Um, obviously, I don't want to kill it or anything like that. We don't have to go from an hour to three hours. I don't even think we have to go for an hour to two hours. But uh, an extra 90 minutes, I think the WWE and NXT could accomplish a lot um, in that additional uh, 30 minutes of time. And maybe in the future, who knows? Yeah, you know, it, it's obviously, you know, we're only we're only a year old with the WWE Network. So, um, you know, maybe if they, you know, if they do, uh, it continues to grow, maybe they will add a, an extra half hour or, um, you know they'll they'll do they'll make a, they make the special events a little bit more frequent. They shouldn't be one every month, but you know maybe add a, a fifth one during the year. Um, but uh, you know a much more great stuff. You know talking about NXT, we, we don't have time to get into uh, you know the ins and outs of this. I'm sure you know anybody listening to this knows about. It. If you don't, you know look it up. The whole Bill Demott NXT. Uh, the head trainer situation, Bill DeMott um, la- leaving the WWE under amidst allegations of, uh, of harassment and, um, you know, just pretty much uh, creating an unsafe work environment um, in, in, in multiple ways uh, in training the NXT superstars. Um, I guess uh, Albert has been... Uh, um, named the new uh, head trainer at NXT. Um, you know, the bottom line here is, and, and I'm sure there's going to be more stuff coming out, uh, maybe in terms of some lawsuits back and forth. Um, there, there's going to be much more, you know, that, that we'll try and keep track of and, and, and make sure it's out on our Twitter page at three count Thursday, facebook.com slash three count Thursday over on our, on our Facebook page. But, you know, the bottom line is if, if these allegations are true, if any of them are true, half of them are true, one of them are true. Um, Bill DeMott had to go. Uh, you can't, in 2015, you know, not that it was ever okay, but I think, you know, society is changing such a way and for the better that, you know, create a safe and, and friendly work environment. You know, you, you, can, you, can cre- you can create competition and you can create intensity, but it doesn't have to be at the expense of somebody's well-being. And and that's I think what what has to be realized here. Jim, you're right. If if there is any question, even a question that this is happening, the whether you want to call it hazing or just unsafe practices or or anything like that in 2015, especially with concussions and stuff like that, man, it, there's no room for it. Um, the WWE, I think, forced its hand a little bit. Um, I, I would think. Uh, again, this is me speculating. 
But uh, Bill Domod seemed to be pretty adamant that that he was guilt-free in a lot of the stuff, but he was still willing to step down. Um, so, I don't know. I think the WWE had a little bit of something to do with it. Hey, you probably should step down, uh, which which is a good call. So, he had no room for it, especially with the WWE and their Be a Bully or uh, Be a Star, Don't Be a Bully campaign. No, no room for this at the WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, a couple now just uh, pieces of news uh, from around the wrestling world. Um, uh, Alberto Al Patron, um, formerly known as Alberto Del Rio of the WWE, um, uh, wrestling in a match in AAA in Mexico. Um, what was originally, I guess, believed to um, was originally believed to be a fully torn quad. The they are now, I guess, it, it is being said that it's only partially torn. But he is still expected to be out of uh, out of action um, for um, I mean multiple months. Uh, no word on if he's going to have surgery, if he's going to be able to rehab it. Uh, but Alberto El Patron expected to miss multiple months with a quad tear, uh, partially torn quad. I know Triple H was uh, when he had his, it was torn completely off the bone. He did that twice. Uh, it's happened to Kevin Nash. I mean, you can return uh, from these type of injuries, but it, it's a real shame because I think. You know, when he when he came out of the WWE and he started doing work in AAA, and then he came to Ring of Honor, and uh, you know he's he's even done some stuff with the Lucha Underground. I think all of this stuff was going to help create a groundswell. Not that he's not that he's a guy that's going to put an organization on his back, but when you have a guy that you know is a multi-time WWE champion and and world heavyweight champion in the WWE, and is a face that people can connect to. I know when we just watched the. Uh, 13th anniversary show, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Um, you know, seeing him, you know, that was one of the reasons I wanted to see that show was to see um, to, to to see him wrestle again. So, you know, th- th- that that's something that that I think was big and could have been big for these companies. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's going to miss some time. Hopefully, he can still be involved in some in some manner to get get some eyes on the product but uh, Alberto De Rio Alberto El Patron expected to miss a, a fair amount of time yeah it's kind of a shame uh, you know especially you know the ring of honor I mean people are definitely tuning in to uh, you know to, to, to see names that they know I mean, if you're not if you're not fluid and then fluid in the watching ring of honor things like that so we just had him on the uh, the most recent uh, pay-per-view that they had. Uh, I know he's done some stuff with AAA. He's done some stuff with uh, Lucha Underground. You know, a big, big name. So it, it is a shame to see to see an injury like that. Hope he tunes, uh, uh, turns around quickly. And then, like you said, he can still do something to get them out there, use his celebrity and his status uh, to, to get these smaller companies out there and recognize, you know, maybe a bigger TV deal or something like that, or just getting more eyes on, on wrestling product, you know, that, that if you're sick and tired of, of the WWE, trust me, we as wrestling fans are sick and tired of hearing you bitch how you're tired of the WWE. There are alternatives out there. Do your homework. Find something else then. Um, you know, there's people that, that run Facebook pages that, that bitch and moan that they're tired of the WWE. Then stop watching it. You know, find something else you're going to like to watch then. 
Uh, so hopefully Alberto El Patron, uh, Alberto Del Rio, whatever you want to call him, um, can still in some capacity figure out a, a way to, to, to bring that product to more people, to, to the masses. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Ryan, the last uh, last bit of a uh, piece that I have, uh, Jeff Jarrett's apparently been uh, working on trying to get uh, the uh, his Global Force Wrestling some sort of a TV uh, deal in, in, inside a weekly TV deal in the U.S. Uh, sources, this coming from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, sources in the TV industry report that Jarrett has proposed a concept to at least one network said to be a channel without full national clearance and probably other networks. Uh, however, he's been unable to secure a deal for the concept. Um, his idea is to do a test run live special that would feature talent from all the indies, AAA and New Japan, um, as well as maybe some others, under the Global Force Wrestling banner. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's expected to make some sort of announcement later this month. I guess uh, Jeff Jarrett's been uh, teasing that. Uh, PWI earlier reported that uh, GFW, Global Force Wrestling, was expected to announce TV taping uh, for Las Vegas and um, hoping that Las Vegas would become the uh, home of uh, Global Force Wrestling. So uh, some interesting news there. Unfortunately, it looks like they're having some trouble uh Getting getting TV deal and maybe it's because you know there isn't necessarily this whole uh, tremendous vision as to what Global Force Wrestling is. I think you know I've seen people tweet about it that what is Global Force Wrestling? Is it its own promotion? Is it a larger promotion promoting smaller promotions? Uh, we don't really know, and maybe that's what Jared's going to answer in a couple weeks. But uh, you know, hopefully that can take off. You know, the more wrestling that's out there, I think is you know it's better for the business and will help the business grow. Jim, you're right, and again, again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. With you know, there there is more outside of the WWE. If it's you know something that has a television you know program that you can watch, um, if it's going down to your local you know fire station or something like that, and catching a really small local independent promotion, um, if you're a wrestling fan but not necessarily a WWE fan. There are things out there for you to do and for you to watch. So go check out the, a lot of the local promotions that you have. Yeah, Ryan. So that, you know, that's really all the news uh, items I have. Uh, you know, is there anything uh, that, that, that you have before we close up this week? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, I sent a little tweet out here, a uh, little, little teaser tweet that I might have some exciting NXT news. Uh, I will come to that last um, we're going to start with some TNA news, some TNA news this week. Um, today, Dixie Carter tweeted out, and again, I don't, I don't read many of the Impact uh, teasers or, or, or results or anything like that, um, but uh, Dixie Carter sent out a tweet today. Viewer discretion, tomorrow's at Impact Wrestling contains some very graphic images. Production elements were used to help with these moments. Um, in my mind, reading that is it's definitely a uh, hey, harder core fans, attitude era fans. Tomorrow's impact might be up your alley. So enough to pique my interest to make sure that the DVR set, and, and then I check out whatever Impact Wrestling might have in store for me uh, for tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's show. Just some numbers, real quick. 
from Impact going from Spike TV to Destination America, um, Impact is averaging just 400,000 viewers for the month of January 2015. 400,000, um, which is down a large amount. And we're talking about the WWE being down. Um, obviously, we're talking Destination America to a much smaller footprint, a much smaller reach. Um, 400,000 is this month, January 2015, um, down from 1.37 million viewers January of 2014. So uh, can't be shocked. They go to a smaller channel. They get a much smaller uh you know, viewer viewer base. I'm not sure what Destination America was hoping for. Um, if it's 400,000, then they're right where they need to be. Um, if not, well, I'm not sure how we're going to improve it very, very much. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of TNA news that came out this week. Uh, a few people signing some new contracts. Looks like Rockstar Spud uh, signed a new uh, contract, renewed his contract with TNA. Uh, Tyrus. Uh, re-signed with TNA, uh, as well as Angelina Love, one of their uh, one of their knockouts, and kind of the big one that, that we had copied on uh, on the Facebook page, facebookcom Thursday, uh, was Jeff Hardy re-upping uh, with a full-time contract uh, with TNA. So pretty big news there. Um, on the rumor mill, uh, I, I have read some rumors that I don't know. Again, it's just kind of in the rumor stage right now that the WWE is really interested in what what they were quoting as a top Ring of Honor tag team. Uh, I was thinking before I even clicked anything that it was going to be Red Dragon, uh, which would be huge. I couldn't imagine them uh, instantly legitimizing the the tag team division. Uh, But to my surprise, it was actually the Briscoes, which was just kind of interesting that – one of the guys holding their, their, their major belt over in Ring of Honor that the WWE is interested in the Briscoes. Uh, again, it's a rumor right now. We don't know you know, much beyond that, just a rumor. But uh, kind of excited to see, uh, see what that is. And uh, for, the, for the NXT uh, news that, that I'm about to break here, uh, just recently came out, I think today, um, NXT is planning on debuting in Pennsylvania, if you're a Pennsylvania fan, if you live close to Pennsylvania, uh, WWE's NXT is planning on debuting at the former ECW Arena in Philadelphia on Friday, May 15th, Saturday, May 16th. Um, Wow. Very, very exciting. Clear your calendars right now. May 15th, May 16th, two shows, ECW Arena in Philadelphia for the NXT show, I can't imagine tickets will be available very long for this show. Um, no. Interesting they, to they, note that, that it's the following week that Ring of Honor and New Japan have joined shows that week, May 12th, May 13th um, as well. So really, really busy week in the, in the Philadelphia area. But NXT debuting in Pennsylvania at the former ECW Arena. I, I forget what it's called right now. Um, uh, 2400 Arena. The 2300 Club or something like that? Is that? 20, yeah, I think it's 20, 2300 Arena, 2400 Arena, something like something that. Something like that. But debuting Friday, May 15th, Saturday, May 16th. Um, I, I guess keep a hold of the website. Check when tickets are available. I haven't seen nothing about tickets yet, but... Uh, 
again, with the rabid fan base around Philadelphia, I can't imagine tickets are going to last very long. Um, once they drop them, and the tickets have been real cheap for these things. We're talking maybe twenty, twenty-five bucks. You know, which I I don't know how it could be not worth double that. But uh, yeah, twenty, twenty-five I mean, bucks, NXT, ECW Arena in Philadelphia. I'm excited. Um, I've been sitting on that announcement the entire show. I, I, I just wanted to let it out. I was I, I could not wait any longer. We're talking about the whole NXT show. Matt uh, uh, Matt just tweeted in tickets go on sale Monday. Hot uh, damn, Matt! That you show. are quick. Um, I, I would imagine tickets will go on sale Monday and probably be sold out like Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest. I, I think I would, these are going to go quick. They're probably gonna these go are going to go quick. Yeah, uh, just that's awesome news. Um, and I know they, they, they renovated that building. I guess it changed ownership. Uh, the reason it, it's actually they, they changed it to 2400 is, I guess, they moved the main door uh, from one street to another, but really, you know, I looked on a map, you know, I used to think that was like down really down in center city. That's actually right, right. It's like two blocks away from, uh, the citizens bank park and, and the, the, the regular sports complex down there. It's actually right near the, uh, right near the river and, and the, um, and all that. So it, it's really, it's, it's right, literally right off 95. So, um, very, cool, very cool, right. Yeah, um, nice easy trip for us there. Uh, so we probably want to check that out. Um, very cool. Uh, probably, yeah, and, yes. Um, so Ryan, really, uh, you know, that's that's going to close it up for tonight. Let everybody, uh, you know, let everybody know where they can find Matt, our stack guy on Twitter. Let them know about you on Twitter. Uh, let them know about the social media stuff. Fantastic, uh, folks. Check us all out. We're all very active on our Twitters uh, all week long. All three of us, me, Matt, Big Jim, we run the uh, Three Count Thursday, the Facebook site. We run the uh, the Twitter. Um, Matt and Big Jim typically are the two that, that run the Instagram site. Uh, I'm very proud of myself. I finally uh, joined the Instagram realm. Um, I, I feel like it was a giant coming of age for me, so I uh, pat myself on the back for that. Uh, but those are the two that typically run excuse me, that typically run the, uh, the Instagram site. Uh, you can find Matt at 3CTA Philly, that's P H I L L Y 8, at 3CTA Philly 8. Uh, you can find myself, it's at R Y N Eagle, at R Y N E A G L E. You can find the show at 3 Count Thursday, at the number 3 Count Thursday. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 3 Count Thursday, and Instagram, search us up 3 Count Thursday. Folks, it's always the number 3, never the word. Always. Always, the Always. Three. Always. Uh, Ryan, good talking to you. Um, hopefully, you know, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, uh, but uh, some, some cool stuff could be on the horizon for this show. But uh, I think you and I this weekend, uh, and maybe we can convince Matt into it, not sure what his plans are, uh, we're going to check out the, uh, the Atomic Championship Wrestling event in Stevens, PA, at the Stevens Fire Hall. So we're going to go out and get some, uh, check out some indie wrestling this weekend. Uh, the wife's out of town. A uh, little bachelor weekend for me. Uh, so, uh, what what else would a what a what a guy like myself do? Go check out an indie wrestling show. So, uh, if you guys are listening, uh, if you're in the area, uh, you know, come out to Stevens, PA. Come out to the show. Matt says he's in. The whole three count team is going to be there. Uh, so, come by, say hi to us. Um, uh, check out the show. If you're not anywhere near us, find an indie wrestling show to go to. Support indie wrestling, Ryan. 
uh, we will we will see you and Matt. We will see you on Saturday. And uh, take care. Have a good day tomorrow, right? Hey, thanks, Big Jim. You too. And if you do, if you see us out there, you know, approach us. We're, we're really approachable guys. We're always like to have a good time. Um, you know, about a boom, we're the realest guys in the room. Oh, you had to. All right, Ryan. Uh, t- take care. Have a good night, buddy. And again, check out take our show each Jim. and every. Check out our show each and every Thursday night on NGSCSports.com, on demand on Spreaker and iHeartRadio by searching NGSC, iTunes, NGSC Sports Radio. You can check out that show, all the show, uh, you know, written stuff. Uh, There's great articles on NGSCSports.com. There's so much content. So please go over there and check us out. Uh, You can also follow NGSC Sports on Twitter at NGSC Sports. Uh, remember, we are on Wrestling Informant Radio, uh, the 24-7 radio station. Now you can follow that on Twitter at, inf- at Informant247 uh, and, and check out WrestlingInformant247.com uh, for more information and to stream the live, the, the audio that is on demand on there, on rotation. It never goes off there, and we are happy to be part of the Wrestling Informant 24-7 team. Um, also uh, on podcast app, you want to just podcast us directly, uh, go to your podcast store. Uh, if you're on Android, now you can do it. Search at th- or search 3 Count Thursday. You can find us there. iTunes should be up by the end of the weekend. So do that. You can podcast us at any time. So thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. You follow me at Big Jim Sports on Twitter or, again, the Facebook or, or on the, the, the show page is at Three Count Thursday. Everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week right here on Three Count Thursday. As always, go for the pin.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.